Welcome back to Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson. In Latin, Magna Vita means great life. Every week, we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal and professional growth. We present the best practices and principles to help us build a great life. Last week, we talked about how to perform under pressure and how to build discipline. This week, we listened to 24 episodes. The three best ones talked about the importance of thanksgiving and core values. We wanted, for the bonus section this week, we wanted to stick with these two themes, mostly because Thanksgiving is only a couple days away. It's one of my favorite holidays. You can't beat family and great food and most importantly, sharing our gratitude with others. And I wanted to share something my brother recently sent out. He's in the Air Force, but on the side, he's a financial advisor, and he sends a monthly newsletter to his clients. Normally, it's about finances, but this week, or this month, it was about his family's motto and how, how that can help us to define our core values so we know how to act and how It can give us direction and strength when we need it most. So his family motto is, Olsons are grateful, kind, curious, and strong. So not saying this should be everyone's motto. We need to think about what's most important for us. But I wanted to focus on gratitude. He said, which is their first principle. He said, my wife and I are convinced that nothing is more responsible for happiness than gratitude, which is why it is the first principle in our family motto. And I couldn't agree more. I love that idea. The gratitude can change everything in our life. It can lift us up. It can give us strength to keep going. It connects us with other people. It really does bless and change our life. And it costs nothing. It's so easy to recognize what's, how much we've been given and to express it to other people. I can't think of something that has a bigger impact for such a little cost. But it's even more impactful, I think, to share our gratitude with others, to express how grateful we are for the people in our life and the difference they are making. Because we never know what battles people are fighting, what they might be struggling with, and so often in life we don't know what impact we're having we might feel like we're failing but when we express our gratitude we can show someone how much they are helping us that's why gratitude needs to be a verb and this thanksgiving and every day we need to give thanks The first podcast from this week is an interview that Oprah did with Dr. Gary Chapman. Gary is an author of The Five Love Languages, and the book has been incredibly successful, selling over 11 million copies. It consistently ranks in the top five books on the New York Times bestsellers list. And it, the whole idea behind it is it helps people express and receive love as expressed through one of five languages, which the five love languages are one, acts of service, two, quality time, three, physical touch, four, receiving gifts, 
and five words of affirmation. And so the first part that I really like about this podcast and about Gary's work is the power of of helping others, how Gary was able to create this framework and this idea and how it's been able to bless so many relationships, including our own. Sarah and I were geographically separated. We were stationed at two different bases for almost two years. And this was something that really helped us to understand each other better. Because for us, we did the test and you can go and see what your love language is, how you express and receive love. And so we took the survey and we found that we had different love languages, which is fine. There's no right or wrong love language to have. So for me, I'm really big on acts of service. That's how I receive love. And Sarah's two big ones are quality time and physical touch. And the reason this was so helpful for us was distance was harder for Sarah. It was still really tough for me too, but it was harder for Sarah because she couldn't get the quality time and physical touch that she needed in our relationship. And so because of that, that changed things that we did. So we would FaceTime together all the time to try to have that quality time. And then we would see each other as much as we could on weekends to help with physical touch. And it, for me though, she was sending me packages monthly. She would send me handwritten letters and she was helping me so much that I could still have those acts of service in my life. And so that's why it was a little bit easier for me. So that's just one example of how it really helped us to better understand each other. And a key point about these love languages that Gary talked about in the interview is that we often try to give whatever love language is our own. So a lot of times I'll try to give Sarah acts of service, but that's not the most important thing for her. So after I listened to this, I've been trying to spend more quality time with her and also with physical touch. And so it's just so powerful to remember that it's not about us, it's about our partner, our friends, whatever is most important to them, that's how we should try to strengthen the relationship. And that's the second and last point that I really like about this podcast and the idea of the five love languages. I think a lot of times there's a myth with the idea of a soulmate that you'll be able to find someone and the rest of your life will be easy and you won't have to work at it, but we really do need to work at our relationships. It's like everything great in life, we need to work to make it better. And Gary said, love is a choice. And I think the best way that we can choose to love someone is to understand them and their needs and then to try to sacrifice for them. The second podcast from this week comes from the Tony Robbins podcast. This week he talked about gratitude. He said, gratitude is the one emotion that can help us overcome fear and anger, the things that hold us back most in life. He said we can't be fearful and grateful at the same time. But he made a really good point that gratitude is hard because we become used to what we have and we focus on what we don't have. I watched an interesting video with Joe Rogan talking about 
how this is part of why rich people aren't happy a lot of times is because they baseline to their current experience. They talked about this applying to cars and houses. His guest was saying when he was in high school, he would have loved to drive a BMW. But now that he owns Ferraris, Lamborghinis, he doesn't get any joy out of driving a BMW. And he doesn't even get joy. He said if someone gave him a Lamborghini, that wouldn't make him happy because he already has, he already has one. And so the point is not to feel pity for people who are super rich, but to recognize what's most important and to recognize that when we baseline to our current experience, we have to, we have to find a practice or ways of looking at the world that will help us to recognize how much we've been given. So just wanted to share three ideas that hopefully will help. The first is that we really need a daily practice to help us be grateful. So two things that Sarah and I do, the first is we don't do it every night, but a lot of times before we go to bed, we ask each other to say three things we're grateful for. And we go back and forth. And it's a great way to close the day and to remember how much we've been given. The second thing, we also say our daily prayers, which are morning and night, where we can express those things and we can think back on the day and share how much we've been given. Tony Robbins says, start your day by thinking of three things you're grateful for. He recommends that we think of a specific moment and how we felt. And he says that will get our mind in the right place for the rest of the day. The second part is we need to train our brain to look for what's right. And there are a couple different ways to do this. I think one way to do it is just to recognize how much we've been given to get outside our own bubble and to recognize how tough some other people have it in the world, whether that's through travel or just in our community. Something I noticed today at work, there's a Christmas tree where a local church has put up um, opportunities to where you can buy someone a gift in the local community. And I got emotional as I looked at it because there was a six-year-old girl and all she wanted, and it said, it showed, her name and it said all she wanted for Christmas is a pair of jeans a pair of jeans that she can wear and I just thought about how blessed I've been that never in my life have I had to ask for a pair of jeans or something as small as that I thought about how selfish I was when I was younger how many presents I wanted and just recognizing how other people live life can hopefully help us to see how much we've been blessed and can help us to get out of that bubble that we all struggle with. And the last idea about how we can cultivate gratitude in our life is comes from Stoicism. And it's in Latin, it, it's a phrase and it says, memento mori. And that translates to remember you must die. So I know that's dark and dreary and we're not trying to be negative, but it's so powerful to remember how short life is. In meditations, Marcus Aurelius wrote, you could leave life right now. Let that determine what you do and say and think. I've been thinking about this a lot this past week because there was a graduate from the Air Force Academy who was learning how to fly and there was an incident and he tragically lost his life. He was so young, he had so much life left to live 
And I just think about how we never know when our time is going to come. And again, this is not meant to be negative, but it's meant to take that perspective so that we don't take today for granted and so that we don't hesitate to express our gratitude to those around us. And so hopefully those three things, building a daily practice, training our brain to look for what's right, and remembering how short and how tough life can be, hopefully that will help us this week to build gratitude, to build that practice and to express it to others in our life. The last podcast from this week is another great one from The Art of Manliness. They interviewed Eric Kapitulik and they talked about core values. Eric played lacrosse at the Naval Academy, was a Marine in the Special Forces, and now he trains corporate and athletic teams on performance and leadership. I really like Eric said, the first thing that every organization needs to do, whether it's a team or a family, is to define their core values. He said core values matter more than goals and performance because they are who we are. They're our identity. And he said, I really like this point, he said goals will take care of themselves when we live our core values. And so he said our core values are those things that are non-negotiable for us and they should be short, only a couple, so that we can remember them and so that they can actually give us guidance and direction in our life. And I loved the example that Eric gave with how his family uses core values. Eric said when he drops off his son, his son is only eight years old, and when he drops him off at school, every day he asks him, what are we gonna be today? And then his son responds with their core values. His son says, selfless, tough, and disciplined. Then Eric asks him what those things mean. I just think that's such an incredible way to start the day for his eight-year-old son, that it helps him to focus on what's most important, and it reminds him who he is, what their identity is as a family, and how they act. So after we define our core values, the next step is to actually live them. To do this, Eric says we need to set quantifiable standards to hold ourselves and others accountable. So to build commitment, Eric says we should have our team or family create the standards together. So for example, when they were deciding on their family values, one of them was being tough. And he was talking about with his son how they could be tough when he played sports. And his son decided one thing he could do would be to dive for every loose ball. So to always hustle and even if it hurt, he would jump on the floor and dive for the loose ball. And so that helps Eric when he's trying to help his son live up to those values. Because he said that we need to hold people accountable when they're not reaching those standards when they're not living those core values. So he can ask his son, he can say, hey bud, what happened? We talked about how we were tough in our family and how we always dive for every loose ball. I saw that you didn't dive for that one. Can you talk me through it, what happened? But I think even more importantly, Eric said, we need to hold people accountable when they are doing the right thing. So when his son is being tough, whatever that looks like, 
Eric talked about how important it is to use that action as an example of success. In closing, we hope these tactics and tools about Thanksgiving and core values help you or someone you know this week to build a great life. Thank you again for the reviews and sharing the podcast. It really does make such a difference as we try to help someone each week. We can't do this without you. Thanks for listening. We know your time is super valuable and it means a lot that you're here. We hope you have a great Thanksgiving and we'll see you on Friday. Thank you.